0: This is the Manga Mavericks podcast from allcomic.com, episode 68. We are a podcast not only dedicated to talking about manga as a medium, but as an industry. I'm Colton, and uh, for this episode of Manga Mavericks, the part of La Yasha will be played by Bomber D. Rufi, otherwise known as Sakaki, at Kiribon on Twitter.
1: How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. I don't think I'll be as good as Sid as the original Sid, but I'll do my best.
0: I mean, so far you sound just like him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean i don't i don't know how you do it
1: <laughs> uh, well i mean i guess i did just see him last weekend so uh, i i i guess i have i i could i still can visualize his voice in my head so <laughs>
0: um so yeah um essentially he won't be on the show this week we he couldn't be on last episode uh essentially because he was at anime nyc with you buddy and then, uh, pretty much this th- this week, you know, it's it's you know he's he's spending time with his family for for Thanksgiving and whatnot. So, I figured I'd bring on Bomber to uh, kind of help me tackle some news because boy, we have a shit ton of licensing news that I'm gonna mostly be tackling on my own. <laughs> well, I'll do my best to help. Oh boy, yeah. So, like, I, I figured we were gonna have some news during the holiday, but like. I totally forgot that Anime NYC was a thing, and then I also didn't realize that so much licensing news was going to come out of that weekend, along with just a lot of other news in general. So, I mean, we technically could have had more news, but there are also some pieces that we're probably going to save for the next episode for when, you know, Sid is actually on the show. So, uh, we're going to start off with our first piece of news here, in that uh, online book retailer Ihon is now listing the fourth volume of Satoko and Nada as the last volume of the series, uh, and that will ship in Japan on December 13th. As we've discussed on the show before, this series was recently released by uh, Seven Seas this past October and was licensed, I think, this past March. uh, That's when we talked about it on the show previously. And for those who may not remember, uh, Satoko and Nada is essentially a, I didn't know this until recently, a 4 coma manga that's basically a slice-of-life comedy about two women, uh, one Japanese and one Saudi Arabian, who basically become friends while living together under the same roof, and also while learning about each other's different cultures and customs. Um, I've heard very good things about this series, and uh, I'm happy to see that it's a, a shorter work, so you know, that'll make it easier, easier for us to kind of talk about it in the show at some point, because I definitely do want to check this out.
1: I've seen this around on Twitter a few times, Japanese Twitter mostly, and as you're going to probably find out throughout the show, I'm trying to start keeping up with, like, licensing, because as I was discussing with Colson before we went on recording, I got embarrassed the other day when I was recommending a series that was already licensed, because I didn't realize it was licensed, because I only read Japanese releases, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I, I that kind of taught me I need to kind of get more in tune with what's going on here, but yeah, I've seen this a lot on Japanese Twitter, and you know, it's getting getting pretty big accolades there, so it's nice to hear that it, it is going to be released, it is being released out. Good to see that it's kind of on the short side too. I mean that it doesn't kind of overstate its welcome, and as you said, it you know it's easy for somebody to just pick up all four volumes and you know go for it. That's something I might, I definitely now that I'm trying to read more English, so that's something I might try to get my hands on.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think there's a there's a digital release for this series just yet. So I think you can you can only buy it in print, but th- that's not a huge it's not a huge off for me. I just. You know, I, I just find digital stuff a little easier for me to get to, uh, but I, I still want to check this out nonetheless. Um, and I mean, hey, if you want to keep up with licensing news, I, I mean, I, I, I know a great little podcast. It's called Maga Mavericks. Um, you should really listen to it sometime <laughs>
1: Ah, I'll have to give that a try. Maybe when I'm done recording for Manga Mavericks, I'll listen to Manga Mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah, no. I, I Digital stuff is just easier for me because I don't have a lot of space going on. But Me too. I mean, seriously, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Otherwise, I have no problem buying it. But yeah, I, hopefully a digital release will happen soon. And if not, then
0: eh, four volumes is not going to kill me. Hmm. So, yep. Volume four, I'm sure will. Uh, I think. I think they have a listing for volume two in English at this point in time. So, I'm. I'm sure the. I'm sure the series will probably be finished releasing by this time next year. Probably the end of the year at 2019 or whatever is probably likely. Uh but moving on. uh we have another series coming to an end with the December issue of Square Enix's Monthly Shonen Gangan announcing that the Barakamon manga from Satsuki Yoshino uh, will be ending in that issue on December 12th. In that same issue, uh, Yoshino will be uh, starting a new manga series, and while uh, we don't have a title for that series just yet, uh, we basically have a teaser image with the text quote-unquote saying, A new day is coming. Square Enix will also be publishing the 18th and final volume of Barakamon on the same day that this issue of the magazine is coming out. So uh, Barakamon's ending, but we're getting another new manga from Yoshino. Personally, I recently just finished all of the Barakamon anime, and uh, I- I'm a sucker for stuff like that in Sweetness and Lightning, where it's like a grown adult and small child bonding together. Like, I- I'm a sucker for those kinds of series, so... I definitely want to get started reading Barakamon at some point. Um, I believe that's being released from Yen Press, uh, though I don't, know, I don't know how far the releases have come thus far. But I'm sure we'll probably get all of it eventually.
1: That's incredible work ethic that she can finish a series, start a new one in the same issue, and have the final volume released on the same day. So that means technically you don't even really need to read the magazine to get the final volume. You could actually just go buy it
0: (laughs) essentially yeah
1: so that's interesting i've never i've never i i know nowadays they're trying to change up the speed of things so there's less likelihood of like pirating because like it's something they did with otaka's new series orient where they actually announced the release of the first volume the same day the serialization serialization started I think they did this with Eden Zero, Eden Zero too, Shonen Magazine. And they did it with Hata, who did uh, Hayate no Gotoku or Kayate the Combat Butler, his new series. Actually, I think Sunday did it first, and then Magazine picked it up. And so, Shonen Sunday actually had it where when the newest series from Hata, Tonikaku Kawaii, like the first chapter, you already knew when the first volume was going to be out. So, they're, I guess that's a thing where they're kind of keeping it... They're giving you all the dates straight up so you know what to expect. Because I guess that's for people who read the magazine versus people who just buy the volumes. Then either way, it's like you're covered.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It's a good way of, or I guess, people who are only keeping up with volumes to not, maybe not get spoiled on the ending, too. I guess. But uh, moving on to the next series ending. Um, so, in the past 51st issue of Weekly Shonen Jump... Uh, unfortunately, the final chapter of Takahide Totsuno's Alice and Tayo manga was published. Uh, the th- second and third volumes of that series will be coming out on February 4th in Japan. And, uh, you know, for those who may not remember, we uh, we talked about the jumpstart chapters for these on a previous episode of Manga Mavericks. Uh, Alice and Tayo premiering alongside, um, what was it, Seiji Tanaka, uh, Alice and Tayo being the manga about uh, this duo of uh, high school boy and high school girl who uh, basically make it a goal to kind of conquer the Grammys and start making music together. And uh, I remember thinking it was it was interesting, but it didn't like immediately grab me by the end. Unfortunately, it's something I, I would have preferred to uh, kind of let build up. But unfortunately, it looks like... Uh, We won't be getting any more of that, which is a shame. I would have really liked to see where the story for that went. Uh, So, final count for this series was about 21 chapters. It's not alright
1: for three volumes.
0: Yeah, so, again, it's a shame that neither this or Seiji Tanaka will be continuing past 20 chapters. But, uh, yeah... Um, I, I guess hopefully, uh, we'll be able to cover this sometime on the show as a part of our, uh, canceled Shonen Jump Comics series, of podcast that we'd like to do with Maxi somewhere down the line. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I guess, uh, guess it's just time to move on and, uh, never speak of the series again until <laughs> sometime. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, so, Bomber, um, you can kind of take over this next piece of news as, uh, Something in Weekly Shonen Sunday is going on hiatus unfortunately.
1: Yeah, a Major Second is taking a major break. Um I I, I as people probably know and I'm gonna probably repeat this at the end of the show, so I won't go too much into it. I run this show on a Sunday blog, and I kind of feel, I sort of feel bad because I people know me. If you if you know me on Twitter, I'm not big into sports series, so I really wasn't paying attention to Major Second. But apparently, it had a three-week break or a long break recently, and um. Just this week, it came back, it was on the cover of the magazine, and Sunday was advertising it as Major's big return, we're ready to hit the floor running, and everything, and you know, the color page looked amazing, and all of that stuff, and I talked about that in the blog a bit, then, unfortunately, it was, the Shonen Sunday series typically are about 18 pages per chapter, although, nowadays, it seems like Shogakukan's kind of letting authors decide how much time they need, so... You know, you get, you actually, I, there are actually like three or four series on Sunday that are only 14 pages. But anyway, uh, Major was only 13 this week. So it was about five pages short. And basically they announced that it's going on a hiatus. And even Mits- uh, Mitsuda even had a notice at the end where he was kind of like, you know, I'm really sorry that this happened. I took a three week break and I was thinking I was recovered. But then my, whatever medical condition I had got kind of worse. And I wasn't even able to finish the chapter, but I'll definitely come back. That was kind of a breakdown of his message. Um, so yeah, Major Second is on break, and it, it apparently caught Shogakukan by surprise because I'm sure they wouldn't have announced on the cover that Major is coming back if they knew that this was going to happen. And even they had a small notice in the magazine that yes, Major does appear in the preview for the next Shonen Sunday issue, but it won't be there. So they literally—it must have been ready to go to press when they found out this news
0: i'm guessing yeah i guess like like what you said is they were ready to go to press and then they like just found out this news and i'm i'm assuming before it went to press they added this message
1: yeah the small message on the final page of this week's chapter is you know again apology that's short and that yes major second does appear in the preview but that was because the preview was already sent to printing and unfortunately, you know, it's not going to be the next issue. So people shouldn't expect it there.
0: Mm, yeah, really crazy how last minute this this kind of stuff can be.
1: Yeah, it's and it's kind of sad for Sunday in general since like, you know, Conan's basically an in a regular serialization now and that's their other big series, Major was another big one. So, that two big series that are basically clipped up
0: now. And um I guess uh this wasn't really in our news docket, but um Ah, uh, Psych once again is ending soon, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Psych once again will be ending in five chapters. Um, I mean that one. I'm kind of happy with that because so far it looks like. Although I'm kind of, I thought it would be a final arc, because of how the story was going, right in the final volume. But it looks like it's the final volume. So, and I mean, it, I will give Fukuchi credit. They're giving Fukuchi enough time that I mean, right now he's giving every, pretty much every character a chance to kind of wrap up their story before tackling end. I am kind of concerned because it's like now there's four chapters left, so I'm kind of wondering how he's going to pull all of this off, but uh, yeah, but Psyche is also going. It too is kind of like again a Shonen Sunday thing where Psyche would run for a volume. It's kind of like Hunter x Hunter, but Psyche runs a lot more frequently, which is it would run, run for one volume then usually take a month off then it would come back. So it, now I, and that's pretty much because Fukuchi had in this past two series where he's pretty much on hiatus for a year for whatever for medical reasons. So I guess Shokakukan's really trying to accommodate all of their authors because even I mean, not to get too far off topic, even Comey this week was only eight pages long. Mm, wow. So yeah, and again, I, there are several series that are only fourteen pages. And I'm sure, and then there are, of course, two series that run monthly and don't run, you know, for the rest of the, for the they, they only run one week a month rather than weekly. So that's a thing as well. So, yeah, I, I'd like to say at least shown that they trying to be accommodating to their authors so that, you know, hey, if we've got a weird schedule. We can try to hit you up because we want hits. But yeah, this has really got to hurt the magazine because Major Second wasn't, it was a pretty big deal.
0: Do you think, um, and I get not to get too off topic, but uh, that, that's kind of interesting to me because that kind of begs the question: do you do you think there's such a thing as a as a manga anthology or a publishing company being so accommodating that like it hurts their magazine?
1: I don't think I, I wouldn't necessarily think so i mean most of the time it seems like unless you're a really big deal like oda who you know he, one piece of schedules three chapters a month rather than the normal four or togashi which is togashi <laughs> so i mean i you know when you're a big deal like that then yeah it's just kind of like you know but again jump is a different beast altogether where they can do that because they've got we were discussing this again before the show started everything pretty much in the magazine that's got at least more than a year's worth of chapters ready, it's going to be animated. <laughs> yep. So Jump can pretty much afford to be like, ah, well, hey, you know, this big series isn't going to work out, then we'll just have another big series. <laughs> you know, we've got like six other big series ready to go. <laughs> so, you know, Sunday, I feel like Sunday's just doing this because at this point they're like, okay, we could be hard asses and run everything like a normal Shonen magazine where you there are deadlines and all that stuff. Or we could just be like, you know what, hey, we need people drawing stuff for our magazine. So if it just so happens that you're unable to do... And the Shonen Sunday, the weekly Shonen Sunday magazine is kind of like the forefront. You know, that's the main magazine that people look at when they they get into Shogakukan magazines. So if you're going to be in a uh, Shogakukan magazine, you'd want to be in weekly Sunday. Although Webry is doing pretty well for itself, but I don't want to get too off topic. But yeah, you want to be in weekly Sunday, so I can imagine the editorial staff being like, "Okay, yeah, you can't do eighteen pages a week. You can do fourteen. Okay, cool. We'll we'll let you run the magazine. You can only do monthly. Okay, you can still run in the magazine. You know, you need you need you need something like Fukuchi where you can draw volume and then you need a month off to prepare. Sure, we're willing to do that as long as your story." sell you know people are interested in reading this we're we're willing to work with you with whatever you want to do i guess in a way it kind of hurts i mean and i've had this discussion with a lot of people where people look at because you know conan's got a spinoff running in shonen sunday
0: that's true yeah
1: yeah. and so basically and even conan's schedule is kind of accommodating to that because like the main conan series will run then the spinoff will run in its place then they'll just they just kind of alternate
0: which i think is a pretty smart plan honestly
1: yeah, and a lot of people complain that, well, we don't need all this Conan. And the way I look at it, it's just like, Shogakugan knows what sells. I mean, yeah, exactly. you're, That's the way I look at it. I know a lot of people, yeah, if you don't really like Conan, then, yeah, it probably sucks for you. And I don't mean that. In, I mean, it does, probably. If you're not a Conan fan, then this probably really just irritates you to see more Conan. <laughs> so, but Shogakugan, it sells. Like, Zero's Tea Time is now... I feel like in a couple of years, if this keeps up, Zero C Time might be selling better than the main Conan, because for some reason, Amuro is just super popular.
0: Well, I mean, it's obviously it's because all of Japan is his girlfriend.
1: Ah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) with a man, you get a man that not only can't... He doesn't just do both, he does everything. (laughs) So, yeah, and that's what it is. A lot of people have complained to me about that, because I've gotten the unofficial title of Sunday Guy.
0: (laughs) So... Because, you know, you, you run Weekly Shonen Sunday.
1: Uh, yeah, apparently. So everybody complains <laughs> me, why why is there so much Conan? Can you tell them to stop running Conan? And I'm just like, it sells. That's why there's so much Conan.
0: C- can you tell Conan to take a break forever? I'm, I'm just so sick of seeing his smug little face.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, his smug little face is what Japan likes seeing, because every... I've never seen this before. I mean, you know, just one more note on this. Like, I mean, the only other series I've seen do this is One Piece, but One Piece is One Piece. <laughs> But Conan like hit a renaissance like a few weeks back, uh, not a few weeks, a few years back. Like it was always kind of Sunday's baby, but a few years back, it just suddenly exploded. And probably it's Amuro, probably it's him.
0: <laughs> Look, like I, I'd be, su- I'm, I'd be surprised if in the next, within the next few years of Zero's tea time didn't get its own anime. Honestly,
1: I'm almost positive at some point because now the anime is going to obviously be affected by this. Like, yeah. the main series not running so much. Although, really, most Japanese people watch the series, the anime for the fillers and not really the main stuff. I mean, you read the manga for the story.
0: And, I mean, plus, they could just re-air remasters of episodes anyway, so...
1: Yeah, which is what they've been doing. But I'm sure that at some point, Zero's Tea Time... I mean, that that's already... I'm sure somebody over in shogaku is already talking to TMS or whatever company. You know, about they're already in talks for Zero's Tea Time anime. I would not be surprised if... At some point, even though like Comey's like pretty much primed and ready for an anime, I wouldn't be surprised. If Zero T Time got it first. <laughs> mm-hmm, <probably. laughs> so, at this point, yeah.
0: But yeah, all I'll talk of uh, Sunday aside, we we do hope that uh, Mitsuda uh, does get better soon and recovers from what what whatever he's uh, suffering from.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really hope so. I mean, it really came by surprise. Even in the table of contents, he just it was normal. It was business as usual. So it really is inter- I'd really like to know just how this magazine is compiled cuz like it is interesting to me but yeah yeah hopefully he'll do better hopefully he'll be back soon I mean he's promised he will be so
0: I mean it'll it'll be interesting to see how um how Sunday kind of kind of goes from here with uh with a lot of its big series being so irregular with its, with their publishing but uh I guess we'll just have to see but I guess we'll we'll just move on to our last piece of serialization news, which is a new manga coming. Uh, so it turns out that uh, Natsume Ono uh, will be launching a new manga entitled Badon Badon. It's it's just it's just Badon in 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 all caps. I'm not exactly sure how you pronounce that. Uh, this will be launched in the second 2019 issue of Square Enix's monthly Big Gon magazine on January 25th. A teaser poster was revealed at the Natsume Ono One Character a Day exhibit that is uh, currently running in Tokyo at the time of this recording, and uh, basically the poster shows four men and includes the tagline quoted, "That step forward was the tomorrow we talked about in prison." So I don't know if maybe this is a a, a prison series with a bunch of old men just kind of talking with each uh, talking about whatever. That I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it sounds interesting. Um, Natsume Ono, for those who may not know, is the author of such series as House of Five Leaves, uh, Ristorante Paradiso, and Aka 13. So, if you're a fan of Natsume Ono, uh, she's got more work coming. But, um, that's about it for all of our serialization news. And, uh, we're just gonna move on to our heaping helping of licensing news. Um, if if you, if, if you thought Thanksgiving was full of, uh, Full of delicious things. Oh boy, um, that was the best. Uh, that was the best transition I could come up with. I hope everybody <laughs> enjoyed that.
1: <laughs> I did. It was. It was enough. Just enough stuffing and gravy for me to, to salivate
0: <laughs> over. All right. <laughs> oh boy. Um. So, uh, first thing we're gonna be talking about is a uh, is a Kickstarter campaign. Um. So Tokyo Otaku Mode. Uh, who are basically an online otaku goods like retailer. Um, They recently opened up a Kickstarter campaign on Monday, November 12th, for an English translation of manga creator duo Ume and story writer Keiichi Matsunaga's Steve's Manga, uh, which is basically a manga about Apple co-founder Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. Um, So the project is seeking 3.3 million yen or roughly twenty nine thousand two hundred and seventy two dollars by December 17th in order to translate volumes two through six of the manga. And uh, at the time of this recording, I'm looking right now, uh, the project has reached seven thousand nine hundred and twelve dollars. Uh, with 63 backers and 22 days to go, again, at the time of this recording. But uh, again, uh, if you want to support this, you have until December 17th. Previously, uh, Tokyo Otaku Mode ran a separate crowdfunding campaign to uh, translate and release the first volume of the series, which uh, is available to read for free over at Manga.Club, which... Is uh is a service we've been I've been kind of meaning to mention on the show for the longest time. Manga Club is uh, is definitely a very worthwhile uh, manga service to check out. Originally, all their stuff was free to read, uh, but I think nowadays um they they have like this coin and ticket system where like if you uh I guess depending on like the milestones they reach, like uh say they have like ten thousand subscribers. ...to their service or something. You get, like, you get, like, these tickets that'll let you, um, that'll give you access to certain uh, manga on the page for, like, a limited time. Or you could buy, like, coins or whatnot uh, that you could use to read certain uh, certain manga on the website. But if you buy coins to use for a certain manga, uh, basically, whatever manga you have to use coins for, like, uh, those don't expire and uh, you can, basically, you can read those for all time. Like, there's, there's no there's no limited time on those, thankfully. Um, but yeah, the, they've been licensing a lot of stuff for uh, for that website in particular. They definitely have a lot of interesting titles. Um, but yeah, anyway, so uh, you can read the first volume of that over at manga.club. Uh, we will definitely leave links to all of this stuff in the show notes if this is something you want to support. Uh, those who pledge about 6,800 yen or $60 uh, will receive digital copies of all six volumes... Uh, other rewards include a digital portrait from Ume themselves, an autographed card with an illustration, and the opportunity to appear in Ume's next manga. Um, so yeah, this is a really, this is a really cool thing that's uh, that's happening here. Um, I definitely hope I can uh, maybe throw some money uh, their way too here, because I definitely want to see all of this maybe get licensed and translated. I'm definitely interested in checking this out uh but moving on from that uh we have some we uh surprisingly seven seas is is not the one out of all these companies to have the most licenses uh imagine that um seven seas at the time of this recording has only recently announced uh one new licensed uh recently as far as manga goes anyway um they have recently announced that they have licensed uh the restaurant to another world light novel series uh, from Junpei Inazuka and Katsumi Inami, uh, with the first volume of that slated for both a print and digital release on June eighteenth, twenty nineteen, and uh, I believe this had an anime this year. Um, I've heard, um, I've actually heard from a few friends of mine about the anime. Um, I've heard, I've heard good things. I've heard it's very relaxing.
1: Yeah, I, kind of, I, I, I sort of remember an anime airing. I, I didn't see it, but yeah, I kind of remember there being an anime. So that's interesting.
0: But no, yeah, if you're a fan of the anime series, uh, definitely go check out the light novels. Um, I definitely kind of want to check this out at some point. Add this to the long list of light novels that I will probably never or maybe inevitably check out. I don't know. I need to fix that at some point.
1: It's even worse when you can read Japanese and therefore (laughs) can read everything. (laughs) It's... it's,
0: uh... (laughs) Let Let me play a song for you, my world's smallest violin. (laughs)
1: okay sure sure (laughs) Ass.
0: all right um but anyway so actually speaking of light novels kind of in this case um it's it's weird so j novel club uh has announced its first five manga licenses not not just light novel licenses but manga licenses in which the first chapters of all five of these uh, new licenses are actually available for free on the company's new manga reader. Uh, J Novel Club will also be releasing uh, two chapters of each of these series per month for each manga. Uh, the first ebook releases are slated for about fifteen weeks from now. So, uh, I think I did a count of this earlier. So, probably around March 2019 is when the ebooks for these will probably come out, uh, roughly speaking. Uh, the company noted that their reader uh, is still has a few bugs. Which they invite readers to report on their on their local forums. So that's nice. They're open to uh, some feedback and criticism there. And uh, J-Novel Club, as far as uh, their app goes, it does not currently offer the manga reader. But the company said that they basically expect to launch this functionality within two weeks. So I guess at the time of this recording, ho- hopefully after this episode comes out. And uh, so we're just going to talk about these licenses here. So the first one we're going to be talking about is a very, very a fairy fairy apartment that's really hard to say uh by amakara sudome which seems to be about a a college student uh who basically lives in a supposedly vacant apartment that's actually full of uh that's actually full of fairies As, as cute as they are they also cause a whole lot of trouble and uh as it says in the synopsis here, sometimes cheap rent is enough to make you put up with the strangest uh, of neighbors and roommates. But forget about sugar, spice, and everything nice, and get ready for potato chips, pranks, and everything messy. So they don't sound like very good roommates.
1: <laughs> I, I gotta <laughs> say one thing though. I, I like. I'm reading the site now, and I like how they include the translator and editor.
0: Hmm. Yes. Yes. Those are. That's definitely a plus there.
1: Yeah, I really like that. I like that. I. I. I you can tell they're like really indie from that, though, because, like, the big companies are just kind of, like, the translators are just unsung heroes, but I like that they put them out front, like, this is, you know, the person that's bringing, helping you bring this to this, and I like that, I like that a lot. That would make me want to support this service, just because, I mean, as somebody who's very much an unofficial translator, and therefore doesn't, uh, w- likes to lurk in the background, <laughs> but, but people who
0: do good work should definitely get praise. Mm-hmm, definitely agree. Uh, let's see, our next license here is uh, gen Soki, or Spirit Chronicles, uh, which is a manga based on a light novel series by uh, Yuri Kitayama, with character designs by Riv, uh, the manga in particular illustrated by uh, Futafo Minazuki, and uh, uh, the series is basically about a callous orphan boy living in the slums named Ryo who realizes he's actually the reincarnation of one Haruto Amakawa, a Japanese university student with a tragic past. And all while still reeling from this shocking discovery, uh, Ryo also comes to learn that he possesses extremely potent magical abilities and uses his new powers to solve the kidnapping case of a little girl. Uh, with his good deed acknowledged, he's rewarded by being enrolled into a prestigious academy for noble children? Question mark. As it just kind of trails off. So, yeah, that, that sounds kind of interesting. It sounds like the kid can't get a break. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then up next we have uh, Infinite Dendrogram. Again, manga based on another light novel series by Sakon Kaido with character designs by Taiki. Uh, the manga illustrated by Kami Imai. And I could read the synopsis for this, but essentially, like, it's another trapped in a video game isekai series and that and that's not to say like i'm I'm sure it's yeah maybe it's good i don't know but uh I, that's not me trying to dismiss it but like the synopsis for this series didn't really like stand out to me like like the biggest difference between this and say like sword art online is that like the video game that the characters are playing basically incorporates vr technology which i guess is kind of interesting um, so I, I literally have written in my notes, uh, SAO, but with VR. Um.
1: <laughs> I mean, I guess one of the main draws for this is Kami Amai, who did Needless.
0: Oh, okay. I did, see, I didn't even know that. He's a manga artist behind Needless. <laughs> um, again, not, not something I'm particularly interested in, but I mean, you know, if you like, I'm sure if you like stuff like Sword Art Online, this will probably interest you too. Again, that, that's not to say that. The, the quality for both series are necessarily equal. I've I haven't really read either light novels, but again, it's it to me it's just it's sort of the same concept except with one new element. But uh, next up we have how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. Again, another manga based on a light novel series by Dojo Maru, with character designs by Fuyuyuki, Yuki, and uh, the manga being illustrated by Satoshi Ueda. The series is about a young man who finds himself summoned to another world where he accidentally convinces the king to hand him over the throne uh, after he presents his plan to strengthen the country economically and militarily, and now he basically rules the nation. So, um, something about this premise seems pretty funny, and I would actually check this out. Like, I, I just, I like the idea of somebody just accidentally becoming king.
1: Yeah, though, that sounds hilarious, actually.
0: Like, just like, just, 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 the thought of somebody coming up and being like, "Hey, so this is how you should rule the kingdom," and the king being like, "Okay, fine, you're the you're you're the king now. I give up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
1: this sounds this sounds like it could be really interesting.
0: Like, if this got an anime, I'd I would I would definitely check it out. But I wouldn't mind checking out the manga too. Um, and last but not least, we have Ascendance of a Bookworm, uh, manga based on a light novel series by. Mia Kazuki, with character designs by Yu Shina, the manga being illustrated by Suzuka, and is essentially about a college girl who's loved books ever since she was a little girl that unfortunately dies in an accident and is reborn in another world where she knows nothing about. She is now a person named Maine, who is a sickly five-year-old daughter of a poor soldier, and to make matters worse, uh, the world she's been reborn in has a very low literacy rate, and books mostly don't exist. Uh, she unfortunately has to pay an enormous amount of money just to buy a book. Basically, she takes it upon herself to, you know, because essentially, you know, like, if there aren't any books, she'll just have to make them, and her goal is to become a librarian. So, this sounds like a really pretty interesting grand premise, like, kind of almost like a Dr. Stone-esque premise, where it's like, you basically have to rebuild this thing from scratch. Like, I find that really interesting.
1: Yeah, I kind of like, I kind of like the, um, the premise of what we were, we're giving here. It, it definitely sent, it's definitely got that whole, one of the things I like about manga is that you, you get these really very specific premises. <laughs> like, you, you don't get stuff where it's like, I mean, it's just the kind of thing where if you're, like, if you are bookworm or you're into like literacy and all of that stuff, like, you get this specific, there's like, there's manga for everybody. <laughs> really. <laughs> it, it, uh, that's, that's the best way I could put it. Whatever you're into, there's probably a manga about it. And this is one of the, that's one of these things that makes manga so
0: much fun to follow. It's sort of like how the saying goes, oh, there's an app for that, except there's a manga for that. For the,
1: yeah. I mean, if you if you draw it, they will come. <laughs> that, that's pretty much what this is. But I mean, no, the, art, the artwork from the cover looks really cute. So that's another thing going for it.
0: Yeah, and that's basically about it for uh, J-Novel Club's manga licenses, but um, yeah, some pretty good ones here, like, I think um, How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom and um, Ascendance of a Bookworm are probably the ones I'm the most interested in personally.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd probably check out Seirei Gensoki, like, that one, I, the artwork I'm looking at, I like the artwork a lot, and I kind of want to find out what happens to the kid after he ends up in Prestigious Academy.
0: Um, but no, yes, yeah, some some really really interesting titles. So good good on J Novel Club, but now we're gonna move on to some anime NYC licenses, and boy, there was a lot of stuff that came out of anime NYC, as I'm sure you know, bomber, since uh, you attended uh, anime NYC. Yes, it is. But uh, we're going to first start off with some Viz Media licenses. Um, Viz really knocked it out of the park this time around, as uh, you, the listener, will see why in just a second. Just to be clear, all of these new licenses are all slated to debut this summer 2019. Um, So no specific release dates for any of these yet. Uh, The first thing it seems they announced was My Hero Academia Smash by Hirofumi Nita. And uh this is essentially just a four coma spin-off gag manga about my hero academia that launched on uh jump plus uh back in 2015, around the time that the My Hero Academia anime was announced, and apparently recently ended with five volumes. So um and I think he, Viz even like had a preview of this uh of this series in Shonen Jump at some point. And I remember thinking it was kind of cute. But so, yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of My Hero Academia, and uh, you want more of My Hero Academia, here it is. So there's that. And now, our next license, uh, which I'm sure we have mentioned here and there on the show, but is something that I know a lot of friends of Manga Mavericks are very excited for. Viz Media has basically announced that they have licensed Beast Stars by Paru Itakaki. And uh, for those who may not know, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of comparisons between this and Zootopia, which... May, may or may not be correct. Uh, the, the manga takes place in a world of carnivores and herbivores as basically an animal society. Uh, the manga in particular follows the adolescent life of Rigoshi, who is a, basically a wolf and is a member of the Sheraton Academy uh, and their drama club. And even though he's a wolf, he is, he's very sensitive. So definitely a very uh, very human drama ironically, uh, <laughs> it seems like. Um, but no, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about this series and I really cannot wait to check this out.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, many people have told me I need to read this and I just haven't. But mostly what surprised me with this is that Viz really reached across the aisle for this because this is in champion, Akita Shoten. I don't think I can recall a time Viz. You know, Viz usually picks from Shogakukan or Shuisha you know, or for with your full metal alchemist, you get you know Square Enix. I don't think I can ever recall a time that they've gone to an Akita Shoten title. So I guess even they realize that B stars is a big deal. So for them to reach across the aisle and pick it up like this, yeah, that that says a lot.
0: Yeah, B B seems like the kind of thing I could see like Seven Cs or Yen Press picking up. I was not expecting Viz to pick this up.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Like I. That surprised me when I heard the announcement that it got picked up. Uh, that Viz got it.
0: I think it definitely shows that, like, I'm pretty sure they know that anyone who picks this up is probably going to be getting a lot of money from the series. Like, I'm sh- I'm sure they see a very huge potential audience for this, as well as for the next title, Bomber. If you wanna you wanna talk about what they uh, what they announced after that?
1: Yes, they've picked up, which is. Another show on this Sunday, darling. Koomi can't communicate or Koomi-san wa ko desu. So, that's been running in Shonen Sunday, and it's by Tomohito Oda, which, apparently, this running gag has gotten some mileage on <laughs> on Twitter. So, on the vlog, when I do mention Oda, I always add in, you know, the caveat, not that one. <laughs> and apparently, now I've been known for that. But yes, it's by Tomohito Oda, and it's about a girl who's got everything. She's pretty, she's got good grades, she's athletic, but the problem is, she has a crippling fear of communicating with Oof. And because of that, people are afraid to talk to her, because she looks like the kind of person that wouldn't have the time of day for you. But in The Night she really wants to make friends. But she just can't really talk to people.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, that's that's heartbreakingly relatable.
1: And I think that's probably part of the reason why the manga is so popular, is because it is relatable to a lot of people. And and, and it's genuinely very, very charming. Uh, it, it doesn't... it How do I put this... Oda has a way with the characters that they're all very charming and they feel genuine and most of the situations are funny and he does know how to dial back to humor to tell some really kind of touching stories about them because essentially the main character Comey, like one kid sees past all of this and he reaches her his hand out and says, Hey, let's be friends and that's Tada no Hito Hito Which it's funny. Another thing about Komi is like everybody's got name puns. Like Tada no Hito Hito literally means just a dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and there are a lot of them like that. Like, there's another character Osana Jimi, which is like childhood friend. That's essentially what their name is. <laughs> so, so that's another that, that's charming. Yeah, there's a lot of people, and then there is actually uh, Yamai Ren, which means love sickness, and you can tell what kind of character she is. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Komi It's the one other thing the Shonen Sunday's known for besides Conan and whatever Takahashi's doing. And people have been asking me a lot, too. Where's the anime? And I don't know. I'm saying it here on the podcast, so you'll stop asking me. I don't know. (laughs) I don't... All right? I don't know why Shogakukan hasn't decided to get the anime. And in fact, I I, to to keep myself from ranting, I'm just going to put it like this. Shogakukan isn't the only party behind... Whether an anime gets made, I'm sure they want to animate just as bad as all of you do, <laughs> but for whatever reason it's not happening but it's a, I, I really am looking forward to this, and this will be something I pick up day one because putting aside my Sunday bias, it really is just a very good series, like the most recent arc I had a real a lot of fun reading that one in the Japanese version,
0: but um, that's about it for all of their manga licenses, and so essentially. After that, uh, just, just a few leftover things from Viz. Uh, Viz also announced at their Sailor Moon panel that uh, they will finally be releasing the first half of Sailor Moon Stars, the fifth and final season of Sailor Moon, uh, that is now only now seeing its very first home video release, which is a very big deal. Uh, that'll be coming in spring 2019 with pre-orders coming soon. Bomber, you told me that uh, off mic that you were at the Sailor Moon panel. Um, how, how was that? It was a
1: lot of fun. And let me tell you something. I'm not even really a I, I watched Sailor Moon back like in the 90s when they had the really terrible dub and that's the only thing the only interaction I've had with the series. <laughs> you know, so that's it. I only went because my girlfriend insisted that we go. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with it. They had the voice actors the English and Japanese voice actor for uh, Tuxedo Mask uh, and the dub voice actor for, well, um, Furu Fu- and I'm, free, and I'm sure Jeton's listening to this and watch it listen to me butcher butcher his name <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> Furu Toru <sighs> Furu Toru Was He was actually there for his own panel, and he was there the whole weekend, and I guess they figured, hey, you also did Tuxedo Mask, so don't you come in on this. So, yeah, he was there for his own thing, and we went to his panel, because I'm almost kind of jealous how much she likes him. (laughs) But, (laughs) But anyway, yeah, we went to his panel, he was there, the English voice actor for Tuxedo Mask was there, English voice actor for Sailor Moon was there, and I feel like I'm forgetting somebody... But I don't know, remember? But and I'm really sorry. <laughs> but yeah, the the panel was a lot of fun. They had they actually had the English voice actor and the Japanese voice actor read poems Shakespeare for uh, Furuya in English. He actually read it in English, and the English voice actor for Susan had to read the Japanese haiku. <laughs> so and they taught each other. They had pretty good chemistry. They taught each other how to read it. And oh, that's among, nice. the, so it was really, it was a lot of fun. I mean, they, I, I, well, I guess we're going to talk about anime and what I see a little bit later, but since it's Sailor Moon related, they also announced that, like, a Silver Moon stage play would be coming to DC in New York next year. Oh, wow. So they announced that as well, and yeah, they announced the second half of anime, and I'm guessing this will probably come up later, but yeah, they announced new editions of the Sailor Moon manga as well coming out from Kodansha. So, Ooh, it was, that's it was right, a that's story. right. It was a super fun panel, I, I, and and again, coming from me that really has no interaction with Sailor Moon besides a really bad dub in the nineties, I had a good time.
0: Mm, that 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 sounds like fun. I I really want to read Sailor Moon at some point because I, you know, I I've pretty much had ha, I've had the same amount of interaction of, with Sailor Moon as you have, except I mostly watched Sailor Moon because I'm pretty sure Dragon Ball Z was on like right afterwards. And <laughs> and I, I just kind of happen to catch it every once in a while while waiting for Dragon Ball Z so
1: I mean I actually like watched it and enjoyed it don't get me wrong this isn't the thing where it was like and that's how it was for me because I think they it was like 6 a.m. when I was a kid I am really dating myself but yeah they had dra- <laughs> they had the original Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon so in an hour block I've,
0: I've heard about that yeah
1: so Dragon Ball only got like the first I want to say 13 episodes done but I feel like Sailor Moon got a lot further
0: I think it did, yeah.
1: I I don't, I mean, I don't remember how far it got. I do remember, I, I did watch it religiously, like, all of the time. And I know it got moved to a better time slot eventually. And yeah, I was watching it religiously until, like, it disappeared off TV one day, and I just never really thought to follow up with it. So I, I don't know. I might try to give someone a chance, if only to get, you know, more points, so my <laughs> girlfriend will stop fangirling over Furia for a little while, <laughs> and pay attention to me. <laughs> but... But that... that, I that mean, hopefully.
0: Um, but, yeah, I guess just moving on, uh, I think one of the last things that, um, of interest that uh, Viz... Basically announced is that uh, *Hunter Hunter: The Last Mission*, which is the uh, second *Hunter Hunter* movie produced by Matt House, will be coming to U.S. theaters this January. And I, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade, but I mean, like, if you miss the chance to see this movie in theaters, don't, don't worry, you're not missing out on much. I'm sorry, I have such a low opinion. Like, I've, I've seen both *Hunter Hunter* movies. Uh, what was it? First one being Phantom Rouge or whatever. Um, if you read the prequel manga f- chapters for that for that movie, which is basically like more Kurapika backstory, then you've pretty much seen the movie and you don't need to watch it. That movie's wow. kind of a waste of time. Um, Last Mission is a little better, but uh, I remember Last Mission being kind of a big deal because it's like you know T- Togashi kind of wrote for the movie in that like they basically wanted to use an idea that Togashi basically discarded and uh the way i like to put it is he discarded that for a reason because this the story for for the last mission basically involves evil nen and i'm just kind of like okay <laughs> wow it's
1: i haven't seen either one so
0: <laughs> like like it's it's kind of cool in that it takes place in heaven's arena and you get to see uh Zushi again which is kind of cool but like it's like at most it's all right. Like you know, don't don't worry if you happen to miss it. Like you can kind of wait for it to like come out on DVD and Blu Ray or, or streaming or whatever. You don't have to see it in the theater. Um, but I mean, if you're a Hunter Hunter fan and you're like really curious, I'm not gonna say, well, you don't go see it. You know, like if you want to see it, go ahead. No 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 exact date for the movie just yet, other than it's coming out in January. But uh, I guess we'll update you when we do get a date. Uh, but anyway, that's about it for all of Viz's stuff. I uh, will move on to a few things from Vertical that were also announced at Anime NYC. Uh, they have announced that uh, they will be releasing an art book for illustrator Vofan entitled Colorful Dreams. Uh, Vertical will be releasing uh, this art book in October 2019, and the release will include a new cover as well as new photographs. And uh, it looks like there are three of these, Um, illustration books so hopefully this will be the first of a few uh, English releases of this illustration book series Um, for those who may not know uh, Vofan among other things is most known for his work on designing the covers for all of Nisi Owen's Monogatari novels and uh, just in general he's done over 30 book covers such as for like magazines and whatnot. so if you're a fan of the art for Monogatari uh, you definitely might want to pick this up and uh, not so much new licenses, but just some uh, updates for some old li- older licenses we've talked about on the show. I, I think I think Bomber, you were on for at least one of these. I did, I forgot to double check, but uh, so Vertical previously announced that they were releasing Keisuke Matsuoka's Sherlock Holmes and uh, Hirobumi Ito novel in March 2019 but now are saying that they will be releasing this novel in April 2019 under the title Sherlock Holmes, A Scandal in Japan, in which Sherlock Holmes has to team up with the Prime Minister of Japan to solve a crime, which, you know, sounds pretty wacky, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's...
0: <huh>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vertical also previously announced this past March that they would be releasing A.G. Mikage's serial killer detective manga, or a novel, I'm sorry, and were previously aiming for a fall 2018 release, but now the company will be releasing the novel under the title Masquerade and the Nameless Woman this January 2019, which is about a rising star detective, Yuri, who meets her match when a trusted police confidant, a brilliant psychoanalyst, slightly botches a murder and refuses to claim it for his serial killer persona. The victim, an enigmatic that's a word I can't say, young woman, uh, turns out to have been no slouch either. So that's interesting that they decided to kind of localize the title of that novel.
1: Chew on the nose, maybe?
0: That's that's what I'm thinking, because uh, the, the original Japanese title for the novel was uh, Satsujin Ki Tante no Netsuzo Bigaku, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is literally just, like, th- they literally just like translated the title of the novel straightforwardly.
1: I mean, it's Bigaku, so it's like the aesthetic of a killer detective, something like that. Which sounds kind of cool, but, I mean, well, uh, the, um, well, to be more exact, it's more like the aesthetic of a serial killer detective. But, yeah, that sounds kind of cool, actually, but, <laughs> but uh, I, I guess maybe they felt like, you know.
0: Uh, they probably just thought it was a catchier title, maybe. I guess in their defense, serial killer detective just sounds kind of bland, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, but again, the Japanese title has the aesthetic, which makes it sound, then it kind of spices it up a bit. Because like, then it sounds like he's killing because he's got like an ar- artistic thing in mind or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I, honestly though, besides the title, I, I that sounds interesting.
0: I would definitely read it. Um, But that's really about it from Vertical, Uh, continuing on with our Anime NYC licenses. uh, We're going to move on to Kodansha Comics, who have a lot of really interesting things coming out, it seems. So uh, we're going to start off with the two digital first manga titles that they're going to be releasing in December. The first one being Red Riding Hood's Wolf Apprentice by Sayaka Mogi, who apparently is, uh, as written in my notes, also the person responsible for Pupa. I'll get into that in a little bit. As for this series, uh, this manga takes place in a world with three species, beasts, humans, and hunters. Uru is a hunter with incredible strength and who has the nickname Red Riding Hood. Uh, Both humans and beasts fear him. One day, a little werewolf girl named Mani gets lost and arrives at his house, and Uru reluctantly starts to take care of her. Uh, The first volume of this will be coming out on December 4th. So just not even talking about the the premise for this series, Uh, apparently Sayaka Mogi, uh, as I have, again, written in my notes, is also the person behind Pupa, which, man, um, I'm sure maybe the manga's better, but as soon as I said that, I just, my mind just immediately went like, nope, (laughs) which is totally unfair because, uh, Bomber, do you know anything about Pupa? Have you heard of this series?
1: I know the basic premise, and I think I probably watched the first episode of the anime, and I too was like, "Nope."
0: <laughs> but-, <laughs> but see, first off, the anime is so so terrible. Like they try to cover the manga in like four minute episodes, which I'm not sure why you would bother doing that for anything that isn't like a for the, for anything that isn't like a four coma gag comedy manga. Like I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know who made that decision. But also, like, the content of it is already, like, pretty pretty graphic. Like, I'm pretty sure it involves monsters. I know for sure that, like, at one point, the story revolves around a brother and a sister. And I'm pretty sure the sister likes to eat her brother's flesh and, like, kind of gets off on mod- It's really weird. And not for the faint of heart. And I, I tried watching the anime for it for Halloween one year, and I, I fell asleep. Like, I thought it was so boring. So, um, that doesn't make me very hopeful for this. I mean, Red Riding Hood's Wolf of sounds a lot more interesting. It doesn't sound as, like, you know, needlessly edgy. <laughs> or maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe the synopsis isn't telling us everything. I don't know. But I feel a lot better about the series than I do Pupa, personally. I was just so surprised to find that this person also did that thing that I did not like, so.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it runs in, you know, well, obviously Kodansha's publishing it, so it runs in the Kodansha magazine, and it actually runs in the same magazine as Shingeki no Kyojin, or Attack on Titan.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And apparently, I guess, I'm actually looking it up on the Wikipedia now, and I don't see it, but this is what magazine led me to but anyway uh yeah i'm i'm kind of surprised. maybe maybe the change of publisher by the cuz one thing I've learned is definitely like as much as people will blame the editor or something when they when a manga makes a decision they don't like, sometimes they can be very helpful in to the process too. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm assuming that maybe at Kodansha they might not let that shit fly. <laughs> so it might be a thing where maybe they have better editors that can come be like you know or I would assume that. Running in a more because a uh, Poopo ran in more of a I don't want to call it an anthology magazine. Oh, not th- excuse me. It is an anthology magazine. I don't want to call it like in I don't know what the word I'm looking. Wow, I, I I can't word today. But basically, Earthstar magazine is kind of like it's it's a magazine that isn't. It's kind of off the beaten path a bit. So it, you would see like really weird shit in it. <laughs> but I would imagine running in in a Kodansha magazine that that's not that they're going to go for something a little bit less out there. But yeah, I, I would imagine that. So maybe it'll be better on that merit. Cause the editors maybe won't let her get as weird with it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. it's just Pupa really just threw me off the first time I had like heard about it. Um, I almost want to go and read it. Cause I've heard people say the manga is better. And I mean, to be fair, I don't know how you could be much worse than it's anime adaptation, but yeah, that's a whole other thing. Um, Red Riding Hood's Wolf Apprentice, at the very least, it it sounds interesting. I would would give it a try. Now, this next one sounds way more up my alley uh, with Crocodile Baron by Takuya Okada. Uh, The first volume of this will be coming out on December 11th, and this gourmet comedy, quote-unquote, centers... On a gentleman crocodile and a foul-mouthed rabbit who are best friends. The two try various foods at restaurants and spend fun days together. And while the crocodile, who is a novelist, by the way, is normally a gentleman, sometimes he loses control and goes wild.
1: Oh, wow. So this,
0: so this sounds amazing on pretty much, like, every level.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's, like, <laughs> nothing about this that doesn't sound like it'll at least be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh man, I want to buy this day one. <laughs> oh like 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 the cover for it alone just looks great. Like I love I love that he wears a top hat.
1: <laughs> well of course that makes him more of a gentleman, obviously. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I actually I had no idea about this until, you know doing this, I didn't know about anything about this, so that, it, it's got me interested. I'll, I'll say
0: that. This this sounds like the kind of thing that you would accidentally find and then start tweeting about, and then it suddenly gets licensed. <laughs> it does.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it does sound like something I just find a cover for and be like, okay, what the shit? Alright, I'm, I'm gonna talk about this, and then here it is.
0: But it looks like Kodacha beat you to the punch this time.
1: Yeah, they did, and, and I'm kind of glad for it, because it's like, it looks, it looks, I, I, I can't, there's, I, I can't really describe what I'm seeing here, but <laughs> But it, it sounds totally, it, it almost even sounds like not a manga. I feel like I'd see this on, like, Nickelodeon. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm just spinning my wheels here, but it doesn't, it sounds like the kind of thing you'd expect for, like, a, a Cartoon Network cartoon or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, this this like this like looks like something that'd be featured in like I don't know, Mad Magazine or like Oh uh, yeah. Like like it's a series based on an idea from like Alice in Wonderland or something. Like this yeah. is
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I wanna believe that the manga artist probably was inspired by Alice in Wonderland.
0: Like Probably. It's it's probably their favorite book or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, that but no, there's nothing about this that doesn't sound great.
0: Or even <laughs> I mean, better, they pro- they probably just saw a painting one time, and they were probably like, I could make an entire gag comedy out of this.
1: Hey, a lot of the stories have been built out of much less. But no, this sounds like something I would definitely at least read, like, the first volume of to get an idea of it.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely checking this out. But as for some other Kodansha licenses, um, so Kodansha will be releasing the first volume of its collector's edition of Card Captor Sakura this spring 2019. Uh, this edition in particular will consist of nine hardcover volumes with a newly revised translation and every original color page. And uh, each volume will have a new cover art by Clamp and a Cloud card. And uh, Kodansha basically were teasing that uh, those who collect all nine volumes will get a special treat, quote unquote. So. I like that they're giving you some incentive to collect all of it. That's that's actually pretty neat. I wonder if something will happen if you collect like all the cards or something. I'm I'm not super familiar with Card Capture Sakura. I'm just assuming this is probably like a tie-in with like with like the series or something.
1: Hmm. I'm not super familiar with Card Capture Sakura either. It's another anime that I really would like to watch at some point, but <laughs> yeah, it looks as if I mean, I know the recently it had an anime because it had a spinoff. Well, not a spinoff. I guess a continuation,
0: like a sequel. I think. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The Clear Card arc, which I mean, I've only saw like a part of one episode of. Again, you know, watching it with the GF. But yeah, and I've never really watched. I never really got into Cardcaptor Sakura, and it's it makes me kind of sad because I mean, well, no, I did know about it. There was a dub again in the '90s <laughs> that they tried to turn it into a boy show.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think um, at some point this aired on Toonami.
1: Yeah, it aired on the WB. Wow, that that was a long time ago. Back when it was the WB and not the CW. <laughs> but yeah, it aired there, and they basically tried to make like one of the male characters the main character, so with some really creative editing, <laughs> <laughs> like, they basically tried to change it from a girl show into a uh, they basically try to change it from a shoujo into a shonen.
0: That's interesting. Okay. Yeah,
1: because I guess back then they figured girls don't like anime. Which
0: I mean, obviously you can't sell anything to girls. Girls don't like anything.
1: Yeah, the, apparently, according <laughs> the, the, that's what they thought. Because when when you know the reality is most of the to most of the shonen manga that we all know and love, they only still exist because girls buy shit tons of stuff.
0: <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so girls, girls, don't like anime.
1: Yeah, of course they don't. I mean, uh, they, girls that. Like like anime don't exist but yeah i that, it's, inter- it, it's interesting it's interesting that they're to re-releasing it because I, as i was saying before we um we went on the record i've actually bought my sister i guess the dark horse version
0: yeah so it's worth mentioning that apparently uh tokyo pop uh was the first company to release car capture sakura in english in two editions and then it was followed by a re-release from dark horse comics in four omnibus volumes so that so I guess that would make it this this release from Kodansha Comics would make it its like third or fourth time being released in the U.S., which is pretty wild. I I didn't know carcaptor Sakura had that many like releases.
1: I, I guess bouncing licensing bouncing around it's it's it's, it's really it's really it's thing. <laughs> I I it's a thing. I I have to wonder just because I, I feel like the Dark Horse version didn't come out that long ago, so. Yeah, it was twenty two thousand ten to twenty twelve, so not not that long. So, I mean, but yeah, I, I had to imagine that the translation wouldn't be that much different, unless I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess if you haven't got Cardcaptor Sakura yet, here's your chance. <laughs> if you got the other versions, maybe check this one out.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, you, you get you get all these collectible cards, like and. If you buy all nine of them, so- something magical will happen, which I'm really interested in seeing, like, you know, what sort of special treat you get when you have all nine volumes. That That's, that- see, that- that's some really smart marketing right there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a lot like what Japanese marketing does, so.
0: <laughs> mm. And I mean, obviously, Card Cardcaptor Sakura makes money, because, I mean, if it didn't, they-, they wouldn't release this series four times, so
1: yeah clearly I mean, then there wouldn't obviously it's still very much beloved. I mean it got an anime after how many years <laughs> so, uh, and a sequel series too so yeah
0: but along with that, it seems that Conanche has licensed uh manga adaptations for a few video games uh the first being Tales of Berzia by uh, nobu al Nagi, and uh the first volume of that will be released in twenty nineteen along with Fate, Fate Grand Order, Mortalis Stella uh, by Shiramine, which I guess is, I think, an alternate telling of that particular Fate game. I could be totally wrong about that. I couldn't find much information about that title. The first volume of that will be coming out in fall 2019 as well. And something else that they're doing is, uh, it seems like they're also coming out with a box set for Princess Jellyfish as well that'll be including all nine volumes it seems, of the uh, of the Omnibus release. So that's that's pretty cool. I'm actually in the middle of reading Princess Jellyfish, and I'm enjoying the series quite a lot.
1: I've only ever seen the anime for that with my sisters, and I liked it. So I would check out the model.
0: Mm, but yeah, so that collector's edition box set will be coming out in summer 2019. So if you haven't already collected Princess Jellyfish, maybe wait for the box set. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty cool. And uh, that's about it for Kodansha. And we're going to move on to Yen Press. Uh... The, the the granddaddy of all licensors. Man, they license a lot of shit. Okay, so the, they announced both manga and a few light novels. So we're going to get some of the manga out of the way first. Uh, the first thing we're going to be mentioning is uh, Whenever Our Eyes Meet, a woman's love anthology, which is basically going to be a collection of stories involving office flings and, and workplace romances. So basically a Yuri anthology. Um, so that'll be cool. Also worth mentioning that none of these titles have a release date yet, so no info about things like that, unfortunately. Um, let's see. The next thing we'll be mentioning is "Killing Me" by Akiyama, uh, which is apparently a girl's romance about two classmates, one a vampire and a vampire hunter. Zigzagging it. Um, that sounds. That sounds like it could be. It could be pretty neat. Uh, let's see. Up next, we have "Monster and Beast" by Renji. Uh, a series about a hideous monster with a pure heart, as well as a gentleman who is a beast on the inside, uh, with a warped personality at all. And um, basically, the monster ends up in a an unfortunate situation in the haunted woods. Um, and uh, it's oh, sorry, the uh, the gentleman ends up in the basically ends up in the forest. The monster comes to rescue him. And, uh, uh, ba- basically the, the gentleman, you know, leads the monster out of the woods. And from there, the synopsis kind of, um, it's implying that, uh, he uses the monster to his advantage. So it's a very interesting, uh, manipulative relationship that they have going on here. I'd, I'd be interested in checking this out. Up next, we have Kaiju Girl Caramelizer by, uh, Spika Aoki and is about a girl who suffers from a rare, incurable disease that causes frightening changes to happen to her body whenever she gets worked up. And uh, she spends her high school days avoiding her classmates, especially uh, the class idol and his groupies. But basically, this guy starts making her heart skip a beat with uh, irritating regularity, and soon she discovers that her illness actually has a big... Oh, wait, hold on. A monster secret. uh, And that romance turns her into a literal lovezilla. So basically turns into her a monster see now the thing that gets me about this premise is that so they're implying that this this monster transformation is like new so i almost don't want to know what other changes are happening to her besides this
1: <laughs> yeah that, that's interesting I, i'm actually intrigued in what the other changes are actually <laughs> so i mean hmm <laughs>
0: Uh, um, so yeah, that that sounds like it could be pretty fun and interesting. Uh, let's see, the next manga we have up is Little Miss P, or originally titled, uh, chan by Ken Koyama, and, uh, it seems like it's a- an edutainment manga about, um, about periods? I guess?
1: Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm down for that. I mean, I'll learn a bit, Maybe. <laughs> I, it's 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 like I it's like what I said earlier. There's a manga for everything, <laughs> and there you go. There's one. I mean, hey, you could think of it as like cells at work. There you go.
0: I mean, pretty much, yeah. The the art for this seems pretty cute, actually. I I would check it out. You know, I I can say that I I have a very cursory knowledge about how the female body works from what little I learned in um health class like years and years ago. Um honestly, this is this is probably something that um, most men could use. Um I have friends who have, who have told me some pretty horrifying stories about how ignorant most guys are about this kind of thing, and it it kinda of scares me a little bit, so maybe this is something we actually need.
1: Yeah, no, I, as somebody that lives with three sisters, yeah, I, I know more than I really want to (laughs) know. So, I mean, I would still read this just because the art's cute and the premise promises that it's actually a little bit heartwarming. (laughs) So, I mean, hey, if you're a manga artist that can make the period, a period heartwarming, I I think I deserve to give you deserve a chance. (laughs) That's, that's, that's my feeling.
0: Um, let's see, the next thing we'll be mentioning is Yuri Life by hime and it's basically a, about a romance between two women, uh, one being an illustrator and one being a web designer. So, a pretty straightforward, uh, slice-of-life romance series, it seems. It, it could be cute. Um, and then I think the last manga they've licensed is God Shining Moonlight Howling Moon. What a title. Uh, written by Kenji Saito and illustrated by shoji sato um so uh this series is apparently an action-packed story about a character named howling moon who is a sexy kick-ass magical girl the question is does she fight for good or for evil so you know that sounds like it could be pretty fun yeah shoji sato apparently is the uh, illustrator behind high school of the dead and triage x and you know like i've read a little bit of high school of the dead and i remember liking the art so you know i I might check this out all right uh so now that's about it for the uh for the manga section of things now we're going to get into some light novels uh the first one being the dirty way to destroy the goddess's hero written by sakuma sasaki and illustrated by asagi tosaka in which revolves around a character named Shinichi Sotoyama, who is suddenly transported to a world of swords and magic. And his first quest isn't to rescue a helpless maiden or save the world, but to protect the demon lord. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. He becomes a bodyguard for the demon lord. That's uh, I, I want to say that's revolutionary, but like I also feel like that kind of thing has probably been done before.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like yeah, I agree with you. I, I feel like I could there's some story out there that's done this
0: like like if it feel it feels like the kind of thing that would be surprising to me if like it hadn't been done before Uh, let's see next up we have the hero is overpowered but overly cautious written by light uh tsuchihi and illustrated by saori toyota in which the goddess Lista summons a hero who excels in every area to assist her he's everything she expected him to be except for one tiny thing. this anxious hero can't do anything unless he's absolutely sure nothing can go wrong. I feel like I'm being called out
1: <laughs> I, I I love the premise for this like I could totally see this guy like being a super badass, but only if everything is set up just right. And it, 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 I mean, looking at the cover work too, he even looks kind of like a badass. (laughs) So you look, you take one look at him and it's like, it it, kind of reminds me of, what is that character? One Punch Man King? Where like, I could kind of imagine him just being like instant, like a lot of problems just get solved by him just kind of being there. (laughs) And really he's just thinking to myself, my feet hurt. Uh, the music's too loud. I want to go home. <laughs>
0: I want to play my games.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, I, I kind of like the idea where they take, like, where it's like, it's the premise of any other, like, light novel or, well, isekai or whatever series, but it's just one minor difference, and that minor difference, like, changes everything.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this sounds like it could be pretty funny. I, I would I would check this out.
1: Oh, it's getting an anime.
0: Oh, is it? Okay. I'm definitely going to have to check it out then. I feel like I I heard that somewhere and I just forgot. Next up, we have bottom-tier character Tomozaki, written by Yuki Yaku and illustrated by Fly. Uh, Tomozaki is one of the best gamers in Japan, and in his opinion, the game of real life is one of the worst. No clear-cut rules for success, horribly balanced, and nothing makes sense. But then he meets a gamer who's just as good as him, and she offers to teach him a few exploits. Some life hacks, if you will. <laughs> so yeah, this this sounds like it could be fun. The the, the premise, um, I don't know. It, it sounds pretty wacky, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I that that does sound kind of. It, it sounds like the kind of thing that will probably get an anime soon. So I almost feel like I might wait for that. Oh, shogaku Khan. huh? Okay, but yeah, no, I almost feel like, it, it feels like the kind of thing that would just, in this in this day and age, would get an anime, so I might wait for the anime for this one.
0: Probably, yeah. Uh, next up, we have Last Round Arthur's Scum Arthur and Heretic Merlin, written by Taro Hitsugi and illustrated by Kiyotaka Haimura. Uh, the synopsis as reads, uh, Rintaro is a guy who's good at anything he tries, so he's completely bored with life. That so far sounds like a lot of light novels. Uh, just for fun, he decides to help Runa in her bid to be recognized as the one true King Arthur. But there's just one problem. She sold Excalibur? So I mean, there's a lot of question marks and exclamation points. I have to read it like that. Um, and It sounds like... See, like, from, from, from the cover art, like, before I saw it, I just kind of assumed this took place in... This was another Isekai thing. But, like... Judging from the cover art, it looks like it takes place in like um, modern times. Yeah, yeah that that
1: that kind of got me going. I mean, I'm looking at the cover art now. I mean, it's drawn by the person that did Index art, and it's written by the Akashic Records of Bastard Magic instructor. And from the title, that kind of makes sense: Scum Arthur Heretic Marilyn. <laughs> but yeah, I I was I would have thought that this would have taken place, you know. In another world, or at least in the past, but it looks like... And that I have to say, that's actually got me more interested in this series than if it were just the Isekai. Because, <laughs> like, is she just some crazy chick that thinks that she's Arthur? And he's just like, eh, why not? I could get a few, you know, get some mileage out of this. Or is she actually Arthur. I I mean, the girl's got me the most interested here, because if she's in modern day saying that I am King Arthur, (laughs) then there's gotta be something there.
0: (laughs) Mm, I guess it wouldn't be the first time King Arthur turned into an anime girl. Uh, No. <laughs>
1: no, I and and it won't be the last. No, <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I just like the idea of this. I I hope that's what it is. Like that's that's got me hooked to the point that I would want to read this. That I just hope she is just some chick that thinks that she's King Arthur in modern day. <laughs>
0: so maybe it's like a like a chuny kind of story or whatever. Like, yeah,
1: something like that. Like I, could, it's the kind of thing I could kind of see happening in like sket dance. I don't know, like the sket dance helping. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, let me finish. <laughs> I can, like, no, like, tell me you can't imagine it. Like, just get there and getting requests from this chick.
0: Oh my god, I- <laughs> Why was that never a thing? I feel like Shinahara has robbed us.
1: I, right? <laughs> like, I'm just- I'm picturing it in my mind. They're just minding their business, and this chick comes in, and she's got an actual freaking- she's got, like, a wooden sword, but she's like, I need to- I, I'm i King Arthur, and they're like, Okay. But I need to find my sword. I accidentally sold it. And they're they're just <laughs> looking at her like, really? Well, I mean, I guess that's our job to help you, so we do. And then they found out it's actually a friggin' sword. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Like, that chapter skipped. I would... Uh, I, I'm just thinking of it from that point of view. And it sounds amazing Man, to me. Man, that sounds I,
0: amazing.
1: I, 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 I guess <laughs> I, would, I don't even like the guy. I'm not even really interested in him at all. I just want this chick to actually think she's King Arthur. <laughs> just, just, that's what I want out of this series.
0: <laughs> You're really giving me, like, expectations that this series may or may not live up to.
1: I, it's even worse than giving myself expectations. <laughs> I mean, this premise really doesn't... Uh, I might have to track it down in Japanese just to see... <laughs> <laughs> Just to see, and then I'll report back and, and see if, if 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 I'm right or wrong here.
0: <laughs> All right, that, that's your homework then, Bonner. Yeah. All right, so uh, our last light novel series is going to be uh, Torture Princess. Um, actually, uh, uh, both the light novel and the manga adaptation for this have been uh, picked up by Yen Press. Uh, the light novel being written by Keishi Ayasato, being illustrated by Saki Ukai, with the manga adaptation by Hina Yamato. In this dark, gothic fantasy, a boy is summoned to another world, where he meets a beautiful and terrifying girl who offers him a choice, either to be her servant or to be tortured. So, this sounds like it could be... interesting.
1: Yeah. I I, I know a whole bunch of people on social media that would be into this. (laughs) <laughs> guys, they were like, "Please step on me, <laughs> please." <laughs> so
0: yeah, see, that's the thing. Like from, from 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 the premise alone, and from not like from the cover art, I don't know if this is supposed to be like a sexual thing or if it's like like an act. Like if it's supposed to be violent, I'm not really sure. I I mean, yeah, it
1: it might be both. I I feel like that's what it is, and then you'll probably read it, and there's, like, a really good reason for all this, and she's actually not as bad as I said. I I really feel like that's the road that's going to go down.
0: (laughs) Probably, yeah.
1: She's actually really misunderstood, and, you know, that the (laughs) dude actually... Is helps her become a better person. I don't know. It, it does. It does sound kind of like that, and I like that all of these descriptions are really deceptively vague. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> so, I mean, like I, I know that's probably to get you hyped, and it works with the Arthur thing. So hey, you know, <laughs> it's working. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And last but not least, uh, Yen Press has also licensed the novels for Wolf Children, which are uh, written by the director of the movie Mamoru Hosoda. Uh, so if you enjoyed Wolf Children, now you get a chance to read the original novels penned by Hosoda himself. But that's about it for Yen Press. Again, more interesting licenses. I'm I'm almost interested in the light novel licenses more than I am the manga licenses, which which isn't something I normally say. I mean, the manga licenses have some pretty cool cool stuff going for it too. Um, but man, stuff like the heroes overpowered and uh, last round Arthur's actually sound pretty fun. I, I would I would give those a chance. Yeah, same. Alright, but uh, that about does it for uh, the company with the most licenses this week. We're gonna move on finally, last but not least to Denpa, which as we discussed on the show in a previous episode, are a a more recent manga publishing company that uh, most notably is going to be releasing the first volume of Kaiji this January which I'm definitely buying that. And so uh, they've they've licensed uh, two new series over at uh, Anime NYC as well. The first being Heavenly Delusion by uh, Masakazu Ishiguro, which will be coming out on April 30th, 2019. Uh, The story is set in two distinct worlds. Uh, Tokyo lives with other children inside a world surrounded by a beautiful wall. But one day he receives a message that reads, Do you want to go outside? Meanwhile, a boy named Maru travels with an older woman, eking out a meager existence in a ruined world as they search for, quote-unquote, paradise. So, uh, Bomber, you were telling me off-mic that uh, you were pretty interested in this series.
1: Yeah, it got a really well-animated commercial, which is saying a lot for a series. It's I mean, Ishiguro is pretty... I mean, most people probably know him for... As the town still moves, I'm pretty sure I got that entitled wrong, but um, that got an anime, I think, by Shaft even. So, but yeah, he, he's probably known for that, and that's why probably this got a commercial because you know he's kind of a vet. But yeah, it got a really well anime commercial. I remember a lot of the Sakuga guys talking about it because it's really well. Nice, interesting. To. I didn't really know. I didn't really know anything about the series itself. But considering I I I don't know if it how long it's been running I I'd assume not that long so I mean I could probably look that up but yeah okay they started it started in January 25th, wow so then the commercial came out July twenty third so this manga is pretty new and for them to give it an animated commercial that soon I'm assuming that somebody in the somebody out there in the industry thinks that it, it's, oh, it's something worth reading for only barely one volume to be out. So that's got me interested, and of course I like Ishiguro's art, so that's got me interested.
0: Mm, and hey, now you have a chance to buy it in English.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I could probably read it in Japanese because it's afternoon and I'm not too great with senen. but yeah, uh, I. so that's definitely something, that's the series I'd probably be looking into, and plus Denpa, you know, I only, the only thing I know of them is Kaiji, so.
0: Uh, let's see, the other license they've announced is uh, Pleasure and Corruption by Yo Somia, which is coming out on June 28th, 2019, uh, in which the story follows a girl who likes bondage and a boy who has a habit of taking upskirt photos. And when the girl catches the boy taking photos of her, she promises not to tell in return for him doing whatever she says. So that's pretty hot. <laughs> 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 there's
1: actually another manga that i'm reading i'm surprised it. I, maybe it'll get licensed soon it has a, a pretty similar premise i mean i won't go too much into it because it's really you know unrelated to this but it's called um inari and it actually runs in i think monthly shonen champion Basically, it's about a kid that, I mean, I don't know if he's, like, always a pervert, at least in the manga it's not presented that he is. He just probably, he basically got a new camera, and he was like, oh, well, I'll take a new test drive. Ah, there's some girls I can kind of, you know. I mean, it doesn't seem like a thing he normally does, and after he does it, he kind of regrets it. He's like, why would I do something like that? And a girl catches him, and basically, she's like, you know, she's the typical president, everybody loves her, but she's got a little secret. She kind of enjoys streaking.
0: Hmm. Uh, wow. So,
1: like, she basically is like, hey, I won't tell anybody if you, you know, put, you know, take pictures of me streaking, essentially. And that's kind of the manga in a nutshell. So,
0: Huh. Sounds interesting.
1: It, it kind of becomes kind of like a love triangle thing. Like, I'm up to volume five of it now. And, yeah, I just... It, the premise was just so out there that I was just like, wow, okay. Sure, I'll give this a read. And it sounds a lot like this, so...
0: Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would actually kind of check this out, as well as Heavenly Delusion. Um, Denpa, um, in general has just been grabbing a lot of really interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, and I really, I really can't wait to like actually pick up a copy of like one of their works, especially Kaiji, and like, you know, really check out like their quality of work and and uh, how it holds up to like other publishers and whatnot. Um, but that is finally it for all of the anime NYC news and all of the licensing announcements. Oh boy. That was, that was a lot. Yeah. Um, but actually we have one more piece of uh, anime NYC news. That being the uh, official Twitter for anime NYC has announced recently that, that it basically had an attendance of 36,000 people this year from all 50 States and 15 different countries. And this is only its second year running that's pretty. That's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, I actually had no idea that this was only its second year until I got there and they were announcing it. So that was a thing. I, it wasn't a con that was really on my radar at all. So again, it was something that uh, that my girlfriend brought up and she wanted to go for uh, Furia. So I was just like, okay, sure.
0: So, um, I guess before we move on to the rest of our news, like, I guess we can kind of talk about this a little bit. Like, how was your experience at Anime NYC compared to, uh, I believe the last con you went to this before, uh, Anime NYC was Anime Expo, if I'm correct.
1: Oh, no, Zodokon, but, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, compared, to, uh, as I said off-mic, everything compared to Anime Expo is just second best. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I, I don't want to go too, you know, I don't want to... F- take up too much time saying that, but yeah, I, I guess anime is just life changing. But N A Y C was interesting in the fact that again, like the the venue was really I like the venue a lot. Like there it, it looks very small from the outside, but it's huge on the inside. And hmm. I do feel like maybe it's because Crunchyroll is so connected to this con, there's a lot more like industry things going on. Then I mean, Anime Expo obviously has everybody, so, like, but something like Otakon, which I went to before this, was, you know, they had a couple panels here or there, and, you know, but that was more a con for, you know, going there and buying stuff, but this one felt like a more of an industry type thing, there was a lot of industry people, a lot of industry panels, I mean, I went there, of course, and I got to see um the Natsume movie for the premiere of that, and I got to see the first two episodes of Mob Psycho,
0: Mm. Jealous.
1: Those were both really fun. I mean, especially Mob. And Mob was great simply because we got to see one episode. So so no. apparently, I was the only one that noticed this, but I feel like there was a flyer going around that Mob Cycle was going to show two episodes. But nobody knew this. So we went into it, and they showed the first episode, and that was it. So I just thought maybe, okay, maybe I misread the flyer. But then they had, you know, the director, and that was really cool, because, like, they had Mob's voice actor come on, he was actually there, and he, they had him talk to the audience and everything like that, and then they had the director, Yuzuru Tachikawa, come on screen, and Tachikawa was great, because he was like, hey, you all enjoy Mob Cycle, Yeah, and everybody, you know, cheered, yeah, they did, and he was like, yeah, well, actually, I'm in the room, and everybody's looking for him, and he's like, not really. (laughs) <laughs> so he's like I'm sorry I'm busy working on the anime I'm not actually there so and then they had Ekubo's voice actor Akio Otsuka which people probably know him more for Blackbeard and One Piece and um, All for One yeah, I always get their names confused <laughs> but yeah it's, he's known for those variety, and Snake of course from some Metal Gear and he, you know, he said his thing, and then, like, um, then they had Sakurai, uh, ta- uh, I'm sure, I, I'm just gonna say Sakurai, cause I never uh, remember. Ta- so, Takahiro Sakurai. So, there we go, him. He was there, too, and he's Reagan. and he had a note for everybody and he and his was funny too because he too was like talking to Mosley actor like are you okay over there? Is no is everybody treating you all right <laughs> and he, and so it, it was him and then he was like oh yeah we got one more thing we're gonna show episode two <laughs> he just kind of <laughs> casually <laughs> threw it in there <laughs> it's just so yeah i was like and i was like i felt like i everybody was really surprised with it, it was like there was a fire going around saying they were gonna show two episodes but I, I, well, anyway, we got to see the two episodes of Mob, and that was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that when it hits in January.
0: Oh, yeah, same.
1: The first episode was really kind of moving. It was a chapter that I actually remember, because, like, I read the Mob manga a little bit before the an- the first season of the anime, but then I never touched it again. So it was actually a chapter I remember from the manga. That was a really moving chapter, so I liked that one. And the second one was more funny. And more, more funny, and they got to really stretch their legs on kind of a horror aspect too of the series, because like mob can get to be pretty creepy. So that was kind of nice. And then Natsume was Natsume. If you've seen not Nats- if you've read or watched Natsume, the movie is pretty much that. And I, I, I know it's making I'm making it sound like it was a bad thing, no, not all more Natsume is always a good thing. So and yeah, I also got to see um, Kase-san and Morning Glories, which was my first real like Yuri anime. I mean, it was like a... It was a Yuri anime OVA, and it was something that um Filord and Lum Ramayasha wanted to go see. And so my girlfriend and I, we went with them, and it was it was cute. It was really cute. I enjoyed
0: it. Hmm. Okay, well, that's good.
1: Yeah, so I don't know when that's coming out or whatever, because, like, we pretty much left immediately after the movie was done, but...
0: Well, let me ask you this. Like, how... I guess, what what was the crowd size like? Like, did you have a hard time, like... Getting around the convention, did you did you have any trouble with like really long lines, kind of like you experienced with the Anime Expo?
1: No, actually, Friday was actually pretty low key. Like Saturday, it got crazy. It felt like everybody came for Saturday.
0: I mean, yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, I mean, every it seems like that's what would, like Friday was pretty pretty low key. Like the three of us before, um, my girlfriend came. The three of us kind of just. And Lumbar and V-Lord and I, we all just kind of, we left the con for a while and just kind of walked around the city and then we came back and we didn't really have to wait for anything. You know, even the line to get like your ID, like when it opened, there was a line, but even that was like gone in like 20 minutes so mm, wow i mean and i had my badge mailed to me so i really didn't have to wait for that so once we got in and we were in i just waited for them to show up and you know but yeah saturday was pretty crazy though and that was when a lot of stuff was happening too so
0: well i'm I'm glad it sounds like you've had a lot of fun
1: yeah i i, I again i was really surprised by it seemed like everything was running pretty smoothly for its second year so like, I don't think there was anything that was, like, really kind of like, wow, that was, and especially with the weather conditions being what they were, you know, it seemed pretty, pretty, you know, smooth. I don't think there was any, anything that I could say that was like, oh, that was really bad or really, you know. And again, I, as I've mentioned before, I'm not really a panel guy. I only went with everybody else, and they had some interesting panels. And again, like I said, the 1 was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Mob was a lot of fun. Furuya Toru was a lot of fun, too. Like, he's just... The, the, the most he, like, his English is pretty good, but the most thing he would say is, like, yes and of course, so that was really... <laughs> like, that was a thing, too, and a lot of people asked really interesting questions of him. Yeah, so... Yeah, I, I, I Anime NYC is something I would definitely consider going back to, if only because it's so close to my birthday and Thanksgiving that it's like, ah, I might as well take a week off for vacation. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm incredibly jealous. You got you got to got to hang out with uh with and uh lord Uh, I really I really need to go to a con with them at some point when I actually have the money.
1: Okay, we need to start a let GoFundMe for you to get to a con. We need to do that because you need to go to a con and we need to hang out.
0: Yeah, we we gotta hang out and we gotta I we gotta like buy each other drinks or something. I don't yeah,
1: know. Yeah, totally, totally.
0: But uh, now, now that's about it for Anime NYC stuff. Um, now we're going to talk about some anime stuff, uh, some really big anime stuff, too. Um, we're going to start off with something a little smaller. Previously, we dedicated an, an episode to talking about the My Hero Academia Two Heroes movie, uh, as well as our thoughts on the uh, All Might Rising uh, prequel chapter uh, that was originally uh, given out to the first million people in Japan to go see Two Heroes in a uh, Volume Zero uh, pamphlet or whatnot. Um, but uh, obviously, as we've said on the show before, you know, if you live in America, uh, you can go download All Might Rising via the Viz app or vizmedia.com, uh, however you use Viz to read your manga. Um, I'm pretty sure it's still available. But uh, if you haven't read it just yet, it seems that the home video release of Two Heroes, uh, which will be shipping out in Japan on February 13th, I don't think we have any... Uh, any info on an English re- English home video release for that just yet. I'm sure it'll come, though. Um, the Plus Ultra edition of the Two Heroes movie will not just be including a new bonus anime. Uh, the anime itself will be covering the All Might Rising chapter. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty exciting. Um, you know, as we talked about in that episode, you know, Lum and I were basically... Because uh, we we talked extensively about that one filler episode of Season 3 that basically was just a promotion for the movie and nothing else. Um, and we were wondering, ah, oh, why couldn't they have just animated this? And we got our answer because they were saving it as, a, as some bonus content for the DVD and Blu-ray release. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Bomber, have you read this chapter of My Hero Academia at all? Have you heard anything about this?
1: I... Vaguely recall it, cause I actually got to see the volume zero. Oh, really? I got to read it. I'm not sure actually if I did or not. <laughs> I know that sounds really bad, but I remember <laughs> I got, I got my hands, uh, you know, thanks to somebody who went to Japan and I guess got a copy and sent it, you know, you know, scanned it. I got to read the something from it I, and I was asked to translate what, what an interview in it. And that interview was, um, Oda talking to Horikoshi.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: And yes, that Oda. <laughs> that. <laughs> but, yeah, there was that. I actually translated that. So, I don't remember if I read the manga, though. I feel like I was only given the interview. So, I'm, I, but I was aware that that existed. And the interview was really interesting to see kind of like, Jump's kind of like ace. With one of Jump's upcoming authors. It was really interesting to see the both of them talk, especially, you know, Horikoshi basically said that, you know, well, I'm sure everybody knows the story that actually Horikoshi got one of his drawings um, featured in a One Piece volume. Yeah. Yeah, so and Oda mentioned that, and he was kind of like, "Yeah, why don't you tell me, man? I would have totally partied with you or something." And you know, <laughs> Horikoshi said that you know he his backstory was that he turned in a manga with his friend, and only he got picked up. <laughs> so he was like, hey, "It was really interesting." And Oda's like, "My daughter likes one likes My Hero Academia so much that she sings all the openings and endings." And she'll be <laughs> like, "She'll be like, Dad, I, I think your manga's in trouble, man. I mean this this My Hero Academia <laughs> thing is really hot, <laughs> really." (laughs) So, and that was a really fun interview to translate, like, with them. But yeah, I I don't know if I read the manga. I feel like whoever it was gave me the interview, because they were like, yeah, translate this, and they never gave me the manga, so.
0: (laughs) Well, for for those who may not know, All Might Rising is essentially just that, a prequel chapter involving a young All Might. It basically not only is a prequel to the series, uh, to the manga, but is also a prequel to the movie. And as we discussed on the episode, uh, both Lum and I really, really enjoyed it, and thought as far as like promotional movie manga went, like it was actually like you like it was actually pretty emotional. Um, I don't want to say too much more about it since it's getting animated, and maybe people haven't read it yet, but, um, trust me when I say it's definitely worth checking out, and I'm really, really, really hoping that when Funimation brings over this movie on DVD and Blu-ray that they will include this on their release. If they don't, I'm gonna be very upset if they don't. But yeah, no, I'm really glad that this is getting animated in some form, because it would have been a shame if it didn't. Um, but that's something to look forward to. And now, uh some more really big anime stuff. So uh, jump was kind of teasing an announcement for Dr. Stone, uh, the week before this issue came out. But as it turns out, the 51st issue of weekly show to jump announced that Dr. Stone will be getting a TV anime and I'm excited. I can't fucking wait. This is going to be so good. Um, now Dr. Stone, the anime will be premiering, uh, this July, 2019, and apparently, has already casted an actor as Senku, that being uh, Yusuke Kobayashi. Who, I unfortunately, I'm not super familiar with a lot of his roles. Um, the The only role of his that I'm like any kind of familiar with is, I guess, he voices uh, Marui and Food Wars, the uh, the glasses character. But I guess he's also uh, the main character of uh, Re Zero, that being uh, Subaru. Um, so he's he's had some voice work there. I'm not sure if it's fair to say he's like a newer actor, but I mean, he's not like, he's not like a veteran, like your Akio Otsuka or your Mayumi Tanaka's or Masako Nozawa's or whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing what he brings to the character and I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I, I love Dr. Stone. We are talking about it on the show at some point. Uh, We, we wanted to do an episode on it. Uh, This year, but unfortunately, plans just didn't work out. Uh, But we're hoping that maybe they'll work out in time for uh, the premiere of the anime coming, now that we know it's coming. So, yeah, um, I'm really excited for this. Like, I don't think I've been excited for an anime adaptation since My Hero Academia. This is gonna, well, I guess Promised Neverland 2. I'm sure that's gonna be really good. But, like, man, I'm just, I don't have anything else to say other than I'm just excited.
1: I haven't, I've only read one volume of Dr. Stone, and I know that's like a sin, but, like, I,
0: and it's <laughs> not, right I, it is,
1: I, and it's nothing to do with the <laughs> fact that I don't, <laughs> it's not like I don't like it or anything, it's just, it, there's just so much stuff, you know? Like, I get I, it, I, I, yeah. I've read. I read the first volume and I liked it a lot, I mean, I guess Shuisha was offering it, this is a Japanese first volume, not the, the US one, but yeah, the Japanese first volume, I guess Shuisha had some kind of, like, limited time campaign where they were offering a bunch of first volumes for free so I picked it up and I read it and yeah I can see why it's really popular so I I just really need to sit down with the rest and I mean now that there's an anime I guess there's an excuse for me not to because I'll just watch (laughs) the anime (laughs) but no 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 I'll probably I I would like to you know check out Dr. Stone because it, it I haven't heard anybody really say anything negative about it so
0: i i i know i know very few people who actually don't like it like i definitely know more people who like it than dislike it i i remember i remember a lot of people when the first chapter came out they weren't like super sure about it because of its premise and it's like you know like the use of its science and whatnot which i i can't I can't really speak to whether the science of Dr. Stone is, like, super accurate. And, I, I personally, I don't really care. I just think the story's really good and interesting. And, I, and I'm and i sure I'll talk about this more when we actually talk about Dr. Stone on the show. But, like, the, the I think the best thing about Dr. Stone is that, you know, it has its own, like, as far as, like, shonen manga goes, it has its own, like, unique sort of power scaling in that instead of just trying to beat, like, one bad guy after another you know as they get stronger like they basically do that but with science and inventing things that they actually need and normally take for granted and i think that's probably like that's probably the most interesting part about doctor stone to me as far as like shonen manga goes
1: i i will say this it moves at least with the first volume it moves super fast which i kind of like about that like i feel like like the the whole premise normally with the shonen manga you get the premise of the series and it's at the end of the first the end of the first chapter that the premise kinda of becomes like, oh, okay, this is what this is about. <laughs> but Doctor Stone was like the first few pages and then everything it just hits you. And by I mean, from what I from by the time the end of volume one comes, it's like they've already got the first villain set up, they've got everything set up. So it's mm-hmm. like Like, yeah, I I definitely like that Dr. Stone just, like, it has no hesitation. It just moves fast. So if the rest of the series is like that and just progresses very, very, and I won't even say quickly as much as it is purposefully.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: It's not, I won't, I I don't want to say quickly as if it skips things or goes too fast or whatever. It just has a very strong sense of purpose. It Like, it knows what it wants to do and works towards it so and if the rest of the series is anything like that i feel like the anime will be really good if it has a good staff on it
0: yeah i'm already seeing like people coming out with fake articles that like dr stone is going to be a joint project between pierio and toei and it's like come on guys (laughs) 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 oh Oh, boy Um,
1: and it's gonna probably be like that until they actually announce the studio so
0: she's like people really like to just rustle each other up for no reason
1: yeah, and, and I mean, I don't know when people will ever understand. It's not... A studio's just a building. You can animate <laughs> you can animate shit out of someone's house if you have the right people. <laughs> so I don't... As long as it has a good director, good, you know... A good director, good writer, good animators on it, I'm sure it'll be fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll move on to our last piece of anime news. Um, so this one's really big. And I know uh, Lum. I think will probably want to talk about this more, uh, but I, I thought I at least I felt like I should at least like report on it just so people know. Because you know, in case you may not know, the twenty fourth issue of Hakusensha's Hana Yume magazine announced that there will be a new anime adaptation of Natsuki Takaya's Fruits Basket manga. That's right, Fruits Basket is getting a new anime. And uh, the particular, like, teaser image in the magazine included the text Zenpen, which apparently is basically code for they're going to do the entire thing. Yeah. And uh, a a lot of news actually came out of, like, Funimation of all places, who will be streaming the anime uh, in North America this 2019. Uh, so we know that it's going to be coming somewhat soon, um, at least within the year. They they also pretty much confirmed that, yeah, the anime is going to be covering the entire story, as well as, you know, the anime is going to have an entirely new cast and crew working on it. So whatever studio worked on Fruits Basket is not working on it. Uh, new voice cast, uh, new staff, new everything, um, which uh, they also mentioned that um, TMS is going to be animating this new Fruits Baskets anime, which I think is a, I think is a good choice.
1: Yeah, the, the previous studio was Studio Dean, I believe.
0: Ah, okay, okay, yeah, and honestly, like, thinking back on what little Fruits Basket I've seen, like, it's probably for the best, like, that art, I don't think, really holds up.
1: Yeah, I I heard that the artist and, the manga artist and the director really didn't like each other either, which, uh, a lot of people have been rumoring that, saying around the rumor reel, that's why it's taken so long to get more of it, because, I mean, apparently, as you can see, this thing's very beloved. I mean, I haven't seen much of it. I, again, as I mentioned off mic, I have the first two volumes in Japanese, and I meant to read them, but I guess now I'll again I'll have a reason to just kind of wait for the anime to happen, especially since it's gonna do the whole thing. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I again, I don't know much about this series at all, so I can't say whether it's good or bad. But definitely, over the last year, I've been watching a lot of stuff coming out of you know my shounen bubble <laughs> and watching a lot of stuff I probably wouldn't have years ago. And you know, there've been some things where I'm like, yeah, I was right about this. I didn't like it. And then there are some things where it's like, oh, well, no, this was surprisingly good. So I, I could see myself probably sitting down fruit fruit's basket.
0: And it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that, uh, that rumor about uh, Takaya and the uh, director of the previous anime, not getting along because uh cast and crew change was basically per the request of Takaya herself who apparently is also serving as the executive supervisor for the series as well, and uh, you know Funimation put out a whole press release about this and has a lot of comments from Takaya and everything, which we we won't really go over all of here, but uh, I just thought it was worth mentioning that yeah, not only is Fruits Basket getting another anime, like it's basically get being redone from like the ground up, which I think is really cool. And uh, I think we'll we'll probably we'll probably talk more about this on the next episode because again I'm sure Lum will probably have more thoughts on this because I if I remember correctly I think he's I mean I guess like out of the three of us like you me and him like he's probably seen more fruits baskets than the rest of us is I think he's actually a fan I don't remember um, which originally I think he wanted me to save it for the next episode but I, I at least thought it was worth you know mentioning because it is it is pretty huge news. Yeah, yeah. But uh we have one more piece of news, just just some uh just some updates on Jump Force, you know, that game we uh we've been talking about for a while now. Um so some new characters have been added recently since our last episode and um I guess uh without I'm I'm going to try to make this quick as if I if I don't I'm going to end up ranting about this particular, but uh Jump Force has added both Kenshin Himura and Makoto Shishio from the Rurouni Kenshin series and the less said about that the better. But uh you know Jump Force has also added some new Dragon Ball characters as well in the form of both Piccolo and Cell as that was announced via um V Jump. So yeah, more more new characters. I I'm a bit mixed about there being new Dragon Ball characters added because like I love Piccolo and I'm glad that he's finally in, in another playable, like, jump game. Like, I don't think he's been playable since Jump Ultimate Stars, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I mean, as much as I like those additions, I also really hope they add, like, more new characters from, like, new series that they haven't announced. Like, we talked about this last time, where I'm personally, I'm surprised they haven't announced anything for, say, like, My Hero Academia or JoJo.
1: Yeah, the, the, those feels like, sh- they'd be, like, shoe-ins, you know? I haven't really been Or keeping- even,
0: like, Black Clover
1: yeah black clover too i mean because i i don't know much about this game because it's not going to come out on a console i can play it on so i pretty much (laughs) ignoring it (laughs) i mean unless i decide to unless somebody on out there is like ah we love sakaki let's get him a ps4 i'm probably not going (laughs) to play this game so i haven't really been paying attention to it but i'm kind of surprised it does and i might be completely off base on this and you know it does feel like it's more catered towards, like, I guess an American audience?
0: I mean, that's, the, I, I feel like everyone else probably feels the same way, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, so I'm i am kind of surprised that, like, more American, you know, I mean, obviously it's gonna be sold in Japan, too, but, like, I'm kind of surprised that, I mean, well, actually, well, when you think about it that way, yeah, these announcements really aren't surprising at all, okay, <laughs> because Dragon Ball is Dragon Ball, that's huge here. Yeah,
0: it's the biggest thing ever.
1: Yeah, and Kenshin is Kenshin. That's, you know, whether to like what the did or not, I mean, the series itself is still pretty beloved. I mean,
0: yeah, unfortunately, it still makes a lot of money.
1: So, uh, whether you like it or not, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure, you know, Jojo, I feel like, yeah, Jojo's a phenomenon now, but it took a little while, you know, because, like, was running forever before the anime, like, and I, and I lo- and I'll always love the fact that the Jojo anime was just basically Warner Brothers trying to break into anime, and they're just like, "Yeah, we we, we want we want to make anime too." So so what, what what's well oh that what JoJo what's a JoJo? Well, I guess yeah 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 make an anime of that that that's that's interesting I guess if if, if we can just get our foothold in what the fuck it's selling what the fuck it's selling <laughs> a whole lot holy shit holy shit, why didn't you guys tell us about this JoJo thing? <laughs> and that's basically the story of the JoJo anime.
0: <laughs>
1: so, I mean, that's always so, I feel like JoJo's kind of like, I, I, I hesitate to say recent, but it is kind of a recent phenomenon. I mean, definitely now it's a big, big deal. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I do really feel like that Wonder Brothers only wanted to do the first two parts and had no interest in doing any more until it, like, sold amazingly <laughs> so yeah And but My Hero, Acad- My Hero Academia and Black Clover I, I could kind of see Black Clover My Hero Academia I, I could kind of see Black Clover not being in it because that's really really recent
0: yeah but I mean also the anime is like really popular too so I mean I don't know
1: I don't know I mean My Hero Academia would surprise me more if it didn't get anything than Black Clover would I mean, I know I've seen a lot of people saying Gintama. As much as you know, that would make me. I would like to see Gintama in it just for representation. Although it would, if we only get Gintoki, I'd be a little disappointed.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know that's what's going to happen if they ever, if they even add Ginta- Gintama at all. So yeah,
1: I know, but I mean, let me you know, <laughs> let me dream that we'll at least get playable <laughs> Kagura and Gintoki. <laughs>
0: but I mean, yeah. it's so. I don't know, like. I like see. I, I keep in my mind. I'm so used to like having when it comes to like fighting games and stuff. I'm so used to having like a full roster before release. But I also keep forgetting that like DLC is a thing. Yeah. So so it could be that like even even when the game comes out, that like they'll probably still add more characters afterwards. So if for some reason they. They sit on their hands waiting for waiting to release any My Hero Academia characters, they, they could still do it even after the game's released, I I guess. So Yeah,
1: yeah, and of course there's gonna be secret characters, I'm sure. I mean
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, even
1: even discounting DLC, even if they're like, nah, that's it, you know, I'm sure there'll be characters that you're not gonna talk about. So yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, if they're gonna do Gintum, I really hope they do more than just Gin But yeah, I mean I, I definitely don't see like the whole roast, ro- roaster of like Japanese jump making it in though. Cause again, it's. Oh just, no, not at all. Um, yeah, I, I don't, unless, you know, they would have to have some kind of Western presence. Cause they definitely, this series, this feels like something that Some in Japan was like, hey, let's make some money off of some Western guys and do this thing. It's, I mean, just from the graphical stylings of it. Cause I mean, I feel like if it were something that was like, oh, there's a Japanese thing, it would be a little bit more colorful looking. I mean, I am I am really surprised that like Hunter Hunter made it in. I mean, I know that's big, but not that big. And you, well, you Hawkeshield is basically a certified classic. It would have been a thing where if Hunter didn't make it in, I but you Hakusho did. I would have been like, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. I don't know, man. Hunter Hunter, I think, is pretty big. It's probably just not as big because it doesn't run as often.
1: Yeah, maybe that's it. Uh Yeah, I I think you have a point there. Like. But yeah, Yuuka's show that doesn't surprise me at all. Well, wait, did they announce Yuuka's show, or am I imagining things?
0: No, yeah, they they announced a uh, and Tagoro, but I think that I think that's it though.
1: Oh come on, okay.
0: <laughs> but Anyway, yeah, I, was... I know I was kind of I was kind of disappointed too, um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know, like it, it still baffles me. They still haven't re- uh, released certain characters, but again, I'm sure they'll probably come at some point. Yeah,
1: well, I'm sure we'll you know, um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sure we'll get they They'll they'll announce more people, more characters as we go along. I mean, of course, the big three, even as much as a myth as that is. (laughs) I mean, they're in there. So, I mean, yeah.
0: All right. But I think we're finally done with news. And I think that pretty much is going to end the episode. Um, Bomber, thank you so much for coming on and helping me tackle all this news.
1: Oh, absolutely. I had a good time.
0: And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you on to hopefully talk about uh, Comey in the near future. Because I, I mean, come on, it's a new it's a new licensed Sunday title. We have to we have to do an episode oh, on it.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, that's I'm already you know clearing my calendar <laughs> 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 so that we can totally do this. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I look forward to that.
0: But no, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Manga Mavericks, Bomber. Where can the good people find you? I, I know you mentioned your uh, Shonen Sunday blog earlier.
1: Yes, you can come hang out with me at, uh, I've just read, actually renamed and redone the whole, well, sort of redone it. But it's now Shonen Sunday edition, and it's still, still the same, still the same address, wsstalkback.blogspot.com. But now I'm doing things a little differently, so it's a little easier to read, I hope. That I, I realized in the past that maybe the blog was a lot to read. So now I've split it up between news, like you've, with Final Monger Mavericks. I split it up in the news section, so if you just want to hear about what's going buzzing in Sunday, you can just read the news section. And if you're interested in reading about my opinions, which I don't know why you would be, but they're there, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you want to read about my period, uh, opinions of series that run in Sunday, I have that as a separate, separate editorial section. So hopefully that's a little easier for people to kind of digest than the old format where I just do everything at you. But you can hang me. You can find me there, or you can find me on um, Twitter at at k i i r o b o n. You know, I I'm always there whining about how Jump gets an anime every week and Sunday never gets anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they announced Ace of Diamonds for magazine. Everybody's getting the anime. Come on, just just call me. <laughs> you could, guys could do this.
0: <laughs> it'll it'll happen one day. Yeah, it'll happen someday. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh all right, yeah, definitely go follow all of Bomber's stuff. Uh, we definitely enjoy having him on the show. And so yeah, that's about it for his stuff. If you wanna if you wanna follow any of my stuff, I'm I'm Colton. You can follow me on Twitter at SniperKing323. I do a few other podcasts such as Life Lessons, the Gintama Manga Cast. Uh you can find that over at Gintalifelessons.wordpress.com. Or if you're a fan of Detective Conan or Case Closed, whatever you want to call it, you can listen to me on One Podcast Prevails at onepodcastprevails.com. I really enjoy recording that show, so please go check it out if you're a Conan fan. But if you want to follow All Comic and the podcast, uh, you want to go follow us on all comic.com. That's where we post every episode of Manga Mavericks first. You can also follow us on Facebook.com slash All.comic or on Twitter.com slash All Comic underscore. But if you want to follow Manga Mavericks specifically, you want to follow us at Manga underscore Mavericks on Twitter dot com, uh, as well as Manga Mavericks dot com for all the latest updates on the podcast and whatnot. You also want to subscribe to our YouTube channel over at YouTube dot com slash Manga Mavericks for uh, for different excerpts of the podcast, such as news pieces and reviews and discussions and whatnot, um, as well as maybe some exclusive content every once in a while. What do you think about all the news we covered uh, this week? Uh, what do you think about Bomber being on the show? Uh, are there any Sunday titles you want us to cover and read on the show? Uh, email us anything about topics such as those in the podcast in general over at at gmail.com and we'll read your emails on the show so please send us an email or two. Uh, but the most important thing, guys, is that you subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I don't know what we're calling it anymore. Um you know that really helps the visibility of our show so please go do that if you so wish but that's gonna be about it for the show uh this has been episode 68 of the podcast and we will see you guys next time for episode 69 bye guys so long